This is Jonathan Milligan, author of the book, Your Message Matters. And I'm excited to be on the Relationships and Revenue podcast with John Hewlin. This is Relationships and Revenue. The show where real answers come from real discussions about what holds men back in their relationships at home and in business. A better bottom line at work means improving life at home. This show is all about helping you become a better entrepreneur and a better man. Welcome back, everyone, to the Relationships and Revenue Podcast. I am your host, John Hewlin. So happy you decided to spend some time with us today. Now, some of you may be listening, some of you may be seeing, because uh, I have recently put out my own YouTube channel, which I'm very excited about. So the fact that you guys are starting to get to see the folks that I have the privilege of being able to talk to is super, super exciting to me. So more about that in a little bit, but welcome, welcome, welcome to my guest, Jonathan Milligan. Jonathan, how are you today? I am doing great. We've already had a great discussion. We should have hit record a few minutes earlier, but hey, <laughs> we're ready to go. That's right. That's right. If you all only knew what we have not shared with you so far is just, oh, so good. So I can't wait to get further into this. But without further ado, let me tell all of you a little bit more about Jonathan. Now, he is known for being a blogger, but he is much more than being a blogger. He's also he's a speaker. He's an online business coach. As you heard him say in the introduction, he is an author. The name of the book is Your Message Matters. The subtitle is How to Rise Above the Noise and Get Paid for What You Know. Now, for those of you who see me on the screen, yes, these are my notes. I take notes for everybody that I interview. That's true. Typically, I would be holding up his book right now, but John did what John does, and that is I gave the only copy I had of his book away. So I'm very excited that I gave it away. I have no problem doing that. And that's a great thing. That just gives me an opportunity to get another one to give away again. Mm -hmm. So more about that toward the end. So Jonathan, there are two other titles that I think you probably hold most dear. And those would happen to be husband and dad. Yeah, absolutely. And those are so important. I mean, part of my journey was me wanting to make sure that those things were of importance to me and mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, sometimes it's easy for us to get it backwards, especially for men. It's focusing on what's our career, where, where do we go and go provide for our family, but our family needs more than just us providing. I mean, that's, that's an important right. part, but they need us around too. And, um, I wanted to, to develop a business or work towards building a business that was going to be ideal, not only for making an impact in the world, like we all want to do with our work, but also not losing the important pieces of our family. And so that's, that was what was important to me. Absolutely. Now, I hadn't planned on doing this, but since you brought it up, tell us a little bit more about this intentionality that you have with building your business. How did you discover it was a direction you wanted to go by making sure your family knew they were taken care of beyond a paycheck. Yes. So it, this was probably, you know, somewhere on my journey. Uh, the short story is I started off as a high school teacher hmm. and, and both my parents were educators 
and so that just seemed natural. I even married an elementary school teacher. So I was all in the box of education and uh, coaching. My dad was always a basketball coach. So after a couple of years, though, I just had this this desire and urge to make a bigger impact beyond the four walls of the classroom. And at first I felt guilty for that because teaching is such a great profession, but there was this entrepreneurial urge. I didn't even know what it was. And I had to kind of go on that journey. Well, in the midst of that journey, there was a lot of doing things that you just do to provide for your family, doing a call center job in the evenings, trying to flip real estate during the day, thinking maybe that's it. And I mean, I was just searching. And one day I remember sitting down and this question hit me, what am I ultimately trying to accomplish with my work? Mm. What is that? Um, Because I'm doing a lot of things. I am providing for my family, but beyond just survival, what am I doing to like thrive? What's the bigger vision here? And I started writing down a few things. And I talk about this in one of the chapters in the book because it was so instrumental for me. And I finally just created an acronym and it was the acronym LIFE. And it stands for L, stands for lifestyle. I is for impact. F is for financial freedom. And E was for effort. Like I wanted to do things that stretched me, pushed me. I wanted to always be growing. Okay. And so what that did, John, is that kind of became, when I wrote those things down, I was so far from being able to live those out. Like <laughs> I wrote those down going, I don't have the lifestyle I want. I'm not making the impact I want. I definitely don't have financial freedom. Effort, okay, I am trying things. So I'll give myself a B plus on that one. But, um, you know, that started setting things in motion. And what that did is it became an opportunity filter for me as an entrepreneur who's wide open to trying anything. Mm -hmm. It helped me say, okay, but does this go back to what I ultimately want? I want Mm -hmm. lifestyle. I want to be able to work when I want, where I want, and with whoever I want. So does that help me on that area, this opportunity that's in front of me, or does that go against it? Impact. Does this allow me to make more of an impact or am I just making money because uh, I just want money? Like, is Mm. there impact attached to that? And then financial freedom. Can I make more this next year than I did this last year? And then effort. Is this truly pushing me and causing me to grow? And so to answer your question, those became a real guiding light for me. Like, uh, uh, like I said, an opportunity filter. I had to say no to some good things mm. in order to be patient for the great things. Sure. And um, so, so yeah, that's, that's what really helped me. And that's what allowed me, honestly, to be at all my daughter's volleyball games and yes. travel yes. to, uh, we went to Orlando several times during the middle of a week when most dads had to work. Yeah. I had the, you know, fortunate opportunity to go to her tournament games that happened in the middle of the week down at Disney in Orlando and, mm. and be at my three o'clock uh, son's basketball games when he was in junior high. And yes. you know what, now that they're getting older, it's like, I'm so glad I didn't miss out on those moments because um, I was in, tried my best to be intentional about the life that I wanted for my work. Oh, man, that is fantastic. Um, I, can, I can't begin to tell you the, the number of times that I have been so glad that I was forced into entrepreneurship. And I, and I say that lovingly, but, you know, I was a part of the, the dot-com boom and mm-hmm. had a job there and it got crazy. And then they, you know, then they fired a bunch of people. I was one of them. 
they fired. And then, you know, and then the industry I was in, which was IT consulting, dried up completely. You know, when you have a recruiter telling you you're one of 700 applicants for one <laughs> job, you're probably not going to get it. You need to find something else. Yeah. And so I was kind of forced into entrepreneurship, but, you know, I can't imagine life working what I call a regular job ever again. And it's been over 20 years. And I, it's like, I love it. Now, listeners, you need to understand, you've heard me say the good sides and the bad sides to being an entrepreneur. So I'll just tell you many times, if you have a regular job, first of all, I'm not telling you to leave that. I would never, ever, that's Mm -hmm. not my job to tell you to do that. I will tell you that it's much easier to have one, maybe two people you're accountable to that you answer to. But for me, every client is my boss. So you think about it, you know, if you have 20, 30, 50 clients, you have 20, 30, 50 bosses and they all want different things and you got to answer to all of them. So there is, there can be a downside to working for yourself. Just throwing that out there, not trying to throw water on the fire at, at all. I'm just saying, let's be clear about what's going on there. So you started talking a little bit about your book just a moment ago. And so I want to dig a little bit deeper. So uh, let me just ask the question beyond why you wrote the book, because I'm sure everybody asked that question. What I want to know is just based on the title, why does our message matter? That is a great question. And here's where it came for me. So, you know, um, long story short, I was actually a recruiter at one point. Um, Hmm. Again, I I joined a startup firm. It was kind of entrepreneurial. It still wasn't my thing, but I was in uh, doing accounting and finance recruiting. Hmm. And then when I decided I really just want to do my own thing, I fell in love with this idea of blogging. So I started a blog for a career coach um, called Career Coach, CPA Career Coach. It was for accounting and finance professionals. And uh, I was able to build that blog to full-time income, step away from the executive recruiting thing. And so I started wanting to teach about blogging. So when I uh, launched bloggingyourpassion.com in 2011, one of the courses I came out with was Blogging Your Passion University on here's how you go step-by-step build you know, a business online from your passion through blogging. Mm. But here was the big aha for me. So one particular launch, and we opened it up twice a year, I said, I'm going to do live chat on my, uh, you know, on on the sales page. And Mm -hmm. I'm just going to tell people, hey, I'm in the chat all day long. If you got questions, come chat with me. I want to I want to answer your questions. And I had three or four chats going all day long. And it was obvious to me what the biggest challenge was, I went into it going, People are going to say, what's in the course? How do I know this is going to work for me? All this stuff. Mm -hmm. The Mm -hmm. bottom line of the overwhelming majority of people who came to that chat was nothing about my course. It -hmm. was all about, yeah, Jonathan, but I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I have value to give. I have this passion to want to make a difference in others with my story or this unfortunate pain that has happened in my life. But I I don't know if people will pay attention to what I have to say. And it was like overwhelming to me that before you learn any marketing tactics, tools of the trade, how to grow your Instagram, 
how to grow your YouTube channel, doing webinars before any of that, you can learn all of that stuff. But if you do not fundamentally believe that your message matters, mm. and it matters to someone, then you're not going to do it. It's you're not going to take the steps. And so for me, it was important to come out with a book that wasn't just marketing tactics. It's mm. in there. That's the second half. But the whole first half of the book is the self development of the individual of helping you get clear on the fact that yes, you do have a message, it does matter. And number two, what is that message? And so uh, that's what I think I love the most about the book is it's one half self development, mm -hmm. because that's an important piece. And the second half is okay, how do we rise above the noise in today's economy online? Oh, my gosh. I mean, it, we could spend the entire interview talking about that one thing about how to rise above the noise because folks, it's not going to get quieter mm -hmm. in that, that I won't even call it background noise anymore. It's in your face. Now it's not just in the background. It's we're constantly bombarded with images and sounds and videos of all different stripes and varieties. And I know all these different algorithms out there help determine what we see and don't see, which is okay. First of all, that's scary on a whole different kind of level. Yeah. just how they're able to figure that stuff out. I don't pretend to know all of it. I know a little bit of it and the little bit I know scares me. <laughs> so, but the point I'm trying to make is figuring out what your message is, is so hugely important. And that requires clarity. And that's what Jonathan was talking about before is it's becoming clear on what your message is. Then you get to the point where you discover that it matters because, and it, and it has to matter beyond you. Because honestly, if it's just you and you're the only one that cares about it, it's gonna be hard to sell it. And I don't mean sell it in the sense of making money. I mean, yeah. sell it in the sense of someone saying, oh, that's gonna be worth my time to pay attention to that. Because that's what we do, honestly, for those of us who have a message, we're selling our message all the time. It's, mm -hmm. are people buying into it? Are they taking the time to listen? Because that's, that's huge because when someone gives you their time, that is the most precious thing they have is their time because they can't ever get it back. Yes. And I, and I know I'm speaking for myself, but I think Jonathan would agree that I am so grateful for all of you who choose to listen to this program. Anything that I do that you choose to spend any of your time doing, I am enormously grateful for that. Um, and having said that, I also want to point out something to you all. This was a little sooner than I was planning on doing this. But Jonathan, I want to talk a little bit about where people can find you. I think this is a good place to do that because you're in several different locations. So beyond the book, where can folks find you and connect directly with you? Yeah, so the main website is marketyourmessage.com. Uh, and of course, I do run a second brand, bloggingyourpassion.com for those who just want to learn blogging. But uh, the marketyourmessage.com is really for any influencer who has a story or a message they want to share and how to leverage today's media, whether it's podcasting, uh, live streaming, YouTube, uh, blogging, uh, all the stuff that we have access to. So marketyourmessage.com is the, the, uh, the best place to go. And of course, we do a, a live stream show every single Wednesday on YouTube called the Market Your Message Show. But then it also gets repurposed, kind of like we're doing here. It's repurposed into podcast and, mm -hmm. and blog posts and other things as well. Oh, absolutely. Okay. So listeners, 
I highly encourage you, and I will do that again before we're finished today, but that is connect with Jonathan. Find ways to connect with him, talk with him. Uh, it will be worth your time. And I will tell you that I reached out to Jonathan, and that's how he's here today. He's more than happy to connect with you and chat with you. And those lives that he does are fantastic on YouTube, by the way. I, I love watching those because I every time I learn something new, every time. So let's dig a little bit deeper here because um, you have a, a few different things that you talk about. Um, if Folks, if you were to go on to, by the way, there is a jonathanmilligan.com as well. Yeah. That's I did part of my research and I went on there. You still you talk about three steps on your site. You talk about uncovering your purpose, finding your people, and discovering your passion. Can you go a little deeper into those yeah. for us? Absolutely. And so this this came out of you know since 2011, trying to help people nail down what their passion was, what value they had to give. And so the highlights are that. Uh, in order for you to discover your message, you really need to nail down three things. And that is purpose, people, and passion. Purpose for me is understanding what your unique ability is. It's what your gifting is. Mm -hmm. And uh, I talk about this in the beginning of the book where I went on this journey, like I was talking about earlier, trying to just do anything entrepreneurial. I kept, I kept thinking that my purpose was going to be in a thing. It was going to be in, you know, a, a, a title, a position, a thing. Mm. And what I ultimately came to realize was my purpose was with me all along. It was actually how God made me. And we, I believe we all fundamentally are factory installed with certain gifts and abilities. Now it's our job to nurture it, but we have certain ways we view the world that's different than other people. So mm. That's the first thing is, do you know how you show up best for others? Mm. Because um, that is going to be able to be applied throughout your entire life, regardless of what you do. Yes. And so by going in that inward journey, I was able to discover through getting insights from other people mm. that my unique ability was to be a resourceful teacher. Mm. And when I discovered that, it made sense to me that that's why I love to blog and podcast. That's why I love to write books or, or do live streams, because that's me being able to express what I have to offer people. And that is to be a resourceful teacher. And so the first step is to identify your purpose. The second step is people. Who are you going to serve? You can't serve mm. everyone. You mm -hmm. have to choose. And the more specific you can be, the more powerful your communication becomes. When I started my very first blog, it wasn't for accounting professionals. I just mm. decided to be a life and career coach. For six months, that's six to nine months, that's what I did. I got nowhere. There was, I was too watered down. I didn't have a specific person I was trying to help. Yes. The moment I decided to mm. put, the, put my focus on helping accounting and finance uh, professionals improve their career, momentum began to come. And so there's that, who are you serving? And then the final one mm. is passion. Now, passion is an often misunderstood word. I think a lot of times passion equals pressure. Like mm. passion has to be this, this uh, one and only thing that I spend my life doing. And the truth is, 
you're probably going to have multiple passions throughout your life. And that's okay. And one of the things that I like to tell people is your passions change, but your purpose remains. My purpose is to be a resourceful teacher, I will have that with me all of my life. But am I going to always be communicating the resourceful teacher to CPAs and, and accounting professionals? No, because I've transitioned away from that. I'm no longer passionate about that. And so it's okay for your passions to change. But what settles you is your purpose. And so passion for me is what problem are you passionate about solving for the next two to five years? Mm. Let's just focus mm. in on that to help us to make a difference. And so when you understand how you show up best, the people you want to serve, and their big problem that you want to help solve in the next two to five years, it gives yeah. you incredible clarity and mm. a lot of focus. Yes, yes, yes. Preach. Ooh. <laughs> Getting a little excited here now. For those of you who have any sort of entrepreneurial itch, this should be filling that for you. This should be, you should be getting so super excited because I am, I am so, so excited. And I want, I want to dig a little deeper on one of the things you were talking about there in the area of finding your people. Mm-hmm. How, how do you help people figure out who they're supposed to choose? Yes. So in the book, I have what I call the audience filter scorecard and okay. it's a simple, um, way to kind of evaluate this. And so for most people, when you ask them, who do you want to serve? Or it's like, Oh, I want to do this person, this type of person, that type of person. Mm-hmm. And so what I encourage people to do is to identify like three groups of people, like finishing the phrase, I want to help single moms, I want to help uh, career dads, and I want to help whatever, um, teenagers looking to get into college, right? Just identifying three people. And then there are six questions that I encourage people to go through Mm. and measure this on the scale of one to 10. So here they are just really quickly. Number one, do I enjoy learning about this group of people? Like Mm -hmm. you need to be okay with like, if I want to, if I want to work with single moms, I need to be willing to learn about and read about uh, books related to that, right? I need to kind of dive into that. What's going on in their world? Uh, am I passionate about serving, uh, this type of person? Mm. No, where do you range on, on the areas of passion? Um, do I have experience or skills related to these, this group of people? So is there past experiences that I have my own or helping other people? Um, do they have a problem to solve, right? Yeah. So uh, I think that's important because, you know, as entrepreneur, entrepreneurs solve problems. Right. Uh, five, what other businesses are already earning money helping this group mm. of people? Mm-hmm. A lot of times we see it as, hey, there's this opportunity out there. Nobody's got a podcast on this. Nobody's mm. got anything on this. To me, that's a danger sign because um, who was it? I think the guy off Shark Tank, uh, the ball headed guy, can't remember his name. Anyways, he's, he has a quote that he says that uh, uh, pioneers get shot, settlers get rich. And so <laughs> you, I like you don't that. want to be the pioneer if no one has proven that this model works. And so it's actually 
a good thing. If we see that other people have membership sites, they have courses that people have bought, mm -hmm. they got paid for coaching, right? And then the last one is, do I want to serve this group of people? Like, do I genuinely want to serve them? And a way to, mm -hmm. to say that is like, if you could bring them all in a room for a day, would you want to teach them for a day? Or you're like, yeah. ah, I don't know, these are my people. And so those just, those are questions just to help you logically um, mm -hmm. define, is this an actual direction that I want to grow? Okay. Okay. Oh, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Um, you know, there's an exercise, uh, and this is something that, that, that I can't help because one of the things that I do is I'm a coach. And I, I coach people in a variety of things. I do some life coaching, I do some business coaching. And truthfully, when I do business coaching, life coaching is a part of it. Yeah. It just is. Because I have a very deeply held belief that in order for us to be the best we can be in business, and I don't care if you own your own business or you work for somebody else, does not matter. If you want to be the best you can be in business, your most significant relationships, usually those are home relationships, they have got to be the best that they can be. And if you don't have that under control, your business is never going to be great. I didn't say you couldn't make money. I said it's not going to be great. And that's huge. And so one of the ways that I coach people through doing that is when they're having a hard time trying to figure out who their people are because sometimes that can be too much it's like yeah. first of all you know they get the i want to reach the world kind of thing which of course you and i both know doesn't work mm -hmm. and so it's like no we need to narrow it down and then they try and come up with it with a segment and it's like i want them to get more specific more targeted so i actually tell them it's like who is this person that you're trying to reach most of the time not everybody, but most of the time who they're trying to reach is their formerly stuck self. Mm -hmm. That's who they're trying to reach. It's like, okay, let's give that person a name. So for me, I'm trying to reach Greg. Greg is 38 years old. He has two kids. He's doing great at work, but his home life is a wreck. His marriage is on the rocks. He doesn't know how it happened and he doesn't know how to get out of it. He thinks he's destined for divorce. He is who I'm trying to reach. I know it. Yeah, I love it. No, I have those uh, avatars in my business too. So I have ambitious Andy. So he's, okay, uh, yeah, he is uh, middle, probably maybe late thirties, kind of not too happy in his career. I have writer Wendy. She's a stay-at-home mom. The kids are now in school, and mm. she wants to do something creative, but she doesn't want to go back to traditional work. Okay. So um, I think I even have like uh, Coach Carol, who's a mm. little bit older. Um, maybe in her 50s, 60s, and um, she wants to make an impact on others. And I have mentor Mike. So those are the four mm. kind of avatars for me that, nice. uh, that I'm always thinking about, for yeah. sure. So I think it's a great exercise. I love that. I love that. And folks, if, if you heard what Jonathan said, he didn't have one, he has four. But I promise you, he didn't come up with all four at the no. beginning. He started with one, developed yes. the one, and then as others started to come about, it's like, hey, there's another segment that part of my message can help. I can reach out to this type of person. And so he'll take some of the things that he does and target it that direction. Because you have to remember who you are, what you're about. Your message isn't for everybody. And yes. that's okay. Um, I, I often say, I'd rather get 100 no's to get to the one right yes. No, no is not a curse word, folks. It's not. And I can just tell you this, if you're in business for yourself, get used to that word. 
you're going to hear it a lot. Yeah. And that's, that's actually a good thing. And I don't know if you uh, process it this way, Jonathan, something that I do, this is actually what I hear in my head. When someone tells me, no, I actually don't hear. No, what I hear is no for now. There's just, there's some circumstance that's going on. You know, if we're talking about coaching and someone says they can't do it right now because of finances, I say, okay, let me know when the finances are ready. You know how to get in touch with me. I'll be here ready to go to help. So I never view it as a forever. No, I just, I just don't, I don't see it that way. I don't think that way. Um, I honestly, I think it would be very depressing if I did. So <laughs> that's, that's just how I do it. So Oh, I mean, yeah, let, let me great. ask you this. I mean, because this is what we're talking about right now. We're not only talking about discovering your message, but it's about getting it out there. And we're talking about monetizing it. So how do you deal with no? So for me, um, I really learned this because I did a call center job at night and it was selling magazines for nonprofits. And mm. man, that cut my teeth into it. And so you know what I did is yeah. I grabbed a piece of paper and I said, how can I get to 100 no's the fastest? Oh, and it was a way of turning it on its head okay. to be like, I knew that I would not go a hundred in a row without a yes. Mm. And so it was just a matter of like, okay, I got to no. know. Perfect. I'm trying to get a hundred no's. It sounds counterintuitive, but the truth <laughs> is, the truth is it, it turns that rejection and gamifies it in a way. And it pushes mm. you towards action because at the end of the day, entrepreneurs are all bent toward action. Yes. And if you want to be an entrepreneur, you've got to have an activity bias. It has to be mm. there. And um, I think another important piece is you have to view this a little bit different. You have to view it as a farmer. Hmm. Because and I've added this in the book. And I think it's, it's people come across it and like, this is so different. Like, thinking about a farmer analogy, but think about it. Uh, maybe it's because I grew up in Indiana. So I was around it a lot. But um, farmers don't measure their results too quickly. They measure their actions. Okay. And so they wake up every day. And what do they do? They go tend to their field, they go work on their field, they're measuring their actions. How did I do today? Knowing that if I do my actions, the harvest will come. Okay. And I think what happens for a lot of entrepreneurs, I know this is for me, is I would measure my results too quickly. There's a time to measure results. Yes, we need to know if something's working or not. But yeah. we oftentimes we do it too quickly, right? We, we launch a podcast and we've got four episodes. And because we don't have, you know, 50 reviews, all of a sudden we're like, oh, see, I knew that wasn't going to work. No, yeah. all creators start off in obscurity. Like, all the ones that you admire, they launched the podcast, started the blog, they, they did stuff in complete obscurity, but right. they kept showing up. And yes. consistency is the mother of momentum. And if you want momentum, you have to be consistent. And that means being consistent, even if you're not getting the results you want right away. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. I, it's so nice to hear someone else say what I say and echoes in my head all the time. Oh my gosh. I mean, folks, if you want to make a difference in this world, you got to keep showing up. Yes. Because remember, if you're not willing to do it for one person, why should you get a large audience? I'm just, I'm being very straight with you. 
because that one person deserves your absolute best in that moment. Yes, they do. At least that's the approach that I take because I'm, I'm given the one person, the absolute best I have at that moment, because I feel very confident that that one person, they might not get everything that I'm saying, but they're going to share some of it. They're going to tell other people about me, about my message, about what I have out there because I care about them. That's the thing. It's always about serving other people. It's about being there for them. Now, with that thought in mind, it's we talked a little bit about it before, but I want to kind of transition a little bit more to it, to the whole relationship side of things. And that is, Jonathan, that's, that's big on this show. I mean, that's why I even started with the title. It starts with relationship, relationship and revenue. You know, I, I care about folks getting relationships right so they can do better in business. Let's talk a little bit about relationships in your world. Um, tell us about how things work at your house and what impact your relationships at home have on your business. So they're huge. It's, it's very integrated. You know, I like to share what's going on in my business. I'm always, uh, especially with the ability to work from home, it's like I'm constantly being engaged with my family. And uh, mm -hmm. so I've got a wife that uh, we're well over 20 years. I, I'm, I'm put on the spot here, but I think Ooh, we're at 20 some, 22, 23 years married. Don't, don't have... sweat it. Don't sweat it, man. <laughs> I get it. We, I get it. We've got a daughter um, who is 18 and a son who is 16. So that's our family. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, the, the one key piece for us is to have a regular communication rhythm because it's so mm -hmm. easy for for uh, a family to be going in different directions and True. especially today with all the technology and i mean everybody's watching their own show in a mm -hmm. different room in the house not interacting you have to be intentional and yeah. it's it's harder than ever to be intentional about certain things like we have dinner together and when we sit down sure. for dinner we don't bring our phones to the table. And yes, that's even me. And I've been reprimanded at times because I've brought my phone to the table. Dad, you said no mm -hmm. phones at the table. You're right. Put my phone away, right? Oh so my gosh. Kids will definitely hold you accountable. They will. I love it. <laughs> that means I get to hold them accountable too. So it works both ways. True, true. But the, the one thing that we've done in the last couple of years that has been a game changer for us as far as relationship, because mm -hmm. that communication piece is so important, is uh, every Friday morning, we do breakfast together. And we either go get it and bring it back to the to the house, or we just make breakfast and have a, just an awesome breakfast. And we, we cover three questions together. Number one, what were your wins from the past week? Because okay. it's important. I want them to always be looking at what is it that I can be thankful for and grateful for in the midst of everything's going on in my world. So mm -hmm. what are your wins? We all take turns sharing our wins from the week. Number two, what's on your mind or what's been on your mind? That's a way for them to kind of open up and say, you know what, I've been really thinking about this or, or, you know, this friendship that I have has been bothering me or whatever bubbles up, right? So what's on your mind? And then third, the last question is what's coming up? So we look at the calendar for the next week. We communicate on kind of what's happening. We all kind of know uh, what's dad doing in his business, what's going on at our church, what's going on in our kids' worlds, whatever. Mm -hmm. And that rhythm, that weekly rhythm has allowed us to have amazing discussions. 
to allow our kids to communicate and talk with us and allow us to have a little bit of mentoring into their life as they get older. And uh, so much so that if we miss it, if we like, you know, if we're like really, really busy, I think a couple of weeks ago, we were out of town, came back in town. First thing my son said is, when are we going to do our weekly thing? Or, or I was oh. like, oh yeah, well, let's do it Sunday afternoon because we were out of town. So okay. it is uh, it is a key piece that has been awesome for us in developing a relationship with our family. Nice. Oh man, I love that. Those questions. Oh, so good. Uh, for those of you who are taking notes, I mean, please write those down. Those questions are huge. Um, I will get together with the person who handles show notes and we'll try and include those in the show notes. That's, and also we will be including a link to, to all of your stuff, how to get your book, all those sorts of things. Um, and this is a good place for me to say this, uh, listeners, you've heard me do this in the past with folks who, who come on your authors who have books. And so here's the offer for those of you who are interested in this. The first person who uses their phone, takes a screenshot of this particular podcast episode. You have to tag me and you have to tag Jonathan in it. You tag both of us and you post it. The first person who does that will get a free copy signed by Jonathan. So happy to do that for all of you, at least one of you anyway. So um, I'm excited to find out who's going to get the book and it will make a difference in your life because I loved reading the book. It was so meaningful and impactful to me. It was very reassuring in many ways, Jonathan, for some things that I've done in the past. But again, you brought up some things that I was kind of like, oh, I hadn't thought of that. Or that's a different way to look at that. And that's always helpful. You know, and, and folks, that's how you're going to get better. Mm-hmm. You're going to get better as a person. You're going to get better as a spouse, as a parent, as a business owner. It's not by thinking that you have it all figured out because the moment you have it all figured out, something's going to come in and it's just going to blow you out of the water and you're not going to know what hit you. So yes. be open to learning and being new. I, I kind of think of it like being um, like it, your kids, probably when they were younger, you know, the schools, they have them do various kinds of projects and stuff. You know, those topography projects the kids always have to do and you got to buy the the clay so they can make whatever it is that they're making i want to be the clay that's in the container Mm. you know that's moldable and shapeable and you can do something with it don't be the clay after it's been sitting out for a while it gets hard and brittle and crumbles and falls apart it's not of use to anybody in that shape so be pliable be willing to bend on the things that you can bend on but not that you shouldn't stick to your principles because you should. I'm getting a little off track here. So no, it's me, all folks, good. that's I, good stuff. I get on a roll and you guys know how I am. I get very excited <laughs> about things. So, all right. So I want to talk just for a moment, just briefly. So you talked about the things that you're doing to increase communication at home with everybody, but what are you doing to relate better to your wife? Mm. Yeah. So for us, it is, uh, there's a few things that, that we like to do. We like to be intentional about taking like a, a trip or doing something mm. together. Okay. We try to look at each 90 days, each quarter. We just got back from one mm. and uh, basically went and visited our daughter, but it allowed us to get away for a couple of days and, and um, have some meaningful time with each other. Um, 
we also love to, um, if I'm taking a car ride, like a long car ride or a trip or driving somewhere, my wife loves to come along. And she Ooh. says, the reason why is because she has me trapped for however long <laughs> that trip is. And she starts getting into, you know, where do we want to be in the next five years? What do we want to do about mm. this? And what do we do? And so it's just, um, we had some wonderful conversations. And so I think that's a part of it too. And uh, I also think that what I mentioned earlier, the weekly rhythm that mm -hmm. started with just us. And then we said, we need to include our kids. Okay. And um, so it's been good to include the whole family on that. But, mm -hmm. but I think also is, is, it's just the practical stuff too, about being intentional about what day of the week do we want to do something just the two of us? Mm -hmm. um, I think mm -hmm. that's important as well. And it's just sharing life together and being willing to do that. I think this is really, really super important. She's just as involved in the business and knows hmm. what I'm up to and what I'm doing. I include her, uh, even though she doesn't officially work in the business, she has an email address and Mm -hmm. I bring her in to stuff that we're doing. Like we do a live event every year and she's mm -hmm. uh, behind the scenes helping out and being a part of that. So it's oh. just including her where she wants to be included as well in, in, in the business and what I'm doing too. Nice. Very nice. Very nice. Okay. Oh, one more thing. We set oh, a please. goal. We set a goal. Uh, this was pre COVID, but we set a goal to go visit every major league baseball park and travel oh, together fine. and, and so even though it kind of slowed things down a little bit this last year, we did get yeah. a couple of places in before COVID. And now we've already identified you know, two or three uh, stadiums that we want to go do next. So that's oh. a way for us to kind of get the trip on the calendar. Even though she's not a huge baseball fan, it's, mm -hmm. it's an experience, right? Every stadium's right. a little different. Every city's a little bit different. Mm -hmm. It's a, the experience of being there um, and finding something to do together. And so we've got that big goal. Those 30 some stadiums. Uh, yeah. It's going to take us a few years to knock it out, but <laughs> it it's a goal that we have together that intentionally pulls me away from work and her away from the family responsibilities mm -hmm. to do something together. And so setting a big goal like that, a bucket list with uh, your spouse, I think is important. Oh my gosh. I absolutely love that. And let me just say now, I don't know when you plan on coming to Kansas city, but when you do, let me know. <laughs> yeah. Got to go see the Royals play, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. They, uh... It's funny. I used to have a, um, there used to be a player who played for Kansas city Royals. You probably remember his name. I actually coached him when I was a teacher in basketball. So not baseball. I can't take any baseball credit. Okay. But his name was Billy Butler. Yes, I, I yeah. know exactly who that is. He played mm -hmm. first base, and then I think he was DH for several years. But yeah, I was his uh, eighth grade basketball coach. So oh, I taught wow. him everything he knows about basketball, not <laughs> baseball. How cool is that? All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's get into that final four, okay? I'm, I'm really excited about it. Again, this is just the first thing that pops in your head. Yep. This is... I think this is a, it's a nice way for us to wrap up this conversation, which, by the way, has been fantastic. Really have enjoyed uh, sharing some time with you today, Johnson. So thank you for being so generous with your time. It's truly yeah, appreciate it. Love it. All right. So question number one, why did God create Jonathan? He created me to serve a place in a bigger story beyond me. 
And so by finding my gift or the thing that he wants me to express, I need to be a steward, just a good steward, serving people with what he's given me and recognizing that I'm a part of a way bigger story than just myself. Mm, mm, So good. Yes. All right. Question two, what are you doing, reading, or listening to right now that's helping you grow? I've always got my heads in in books. So there's two in particular. I am really enjoying Donald Miller's book, Business Made Simple. I love how it's broken down into 60 days, um, a little bit every day. And then the second thing I'm really enjoying is uh, a couple books. Her name is Dr. Leaf, but she is a neuroscientist, but also a Christian. And she's just got some fascinating uh, books and, and, uh, about how our brain works and how we can be aware of our thinking. Because as entrepreneurs, if you got stinking thinking, it comes out in stinking <laughs> action, right? Your True. what you think and what you feel affects your actions. And so she's got a book that's called, um, I think it's called Your Brain Every Day. It's like 365 little insights about how our brains work and to help you to help you set up your day for being productive. So I'm really enjoying some of, of her books. Oh, those sound fantastic. And as you were talking, I was writing stuff down. So it's for me to remember, because I am always looking for something new to read. I am a huge, avid, avid reader. Yeah. All right. Question three. Now this is kind of, it's a two-part question. So, eh, okay. I'll slice it into three parts. What do you, okay. What do you do for fun? What do you do for fun with your wife? And what do you do for fun with your family? Okay. What I do for fun is I have always been a lover of sports cards. So I actually oh. collect and sell sports cards. So ever since I was a kid, that was my first entrepreneurial thing I ever did was uh, me and my brothers. I'm the, I'm the oldest of, of three boys. We went to my father's or grandfather's hardware store and we would set up a table this is back in the eighties and we would sell baseball cards and basketball cards. As I got older, I started getting into like graded cards. So I have, you know, different rookie cards or people that I'm following both basketball and baseball are the two primary ones. Mm -hmm. So that would be what I do for fun is I enjoy collecting uh, sports cards, especially graded sports cards that come in the nice little plastic slabs. Um, For, my my wife and I, um, we love finding shows and binge watching shows. And so we're always trying to find the the next show that we binge watch together. So that's something okay. that that we look forward to. Um, with my family, um, we do this on and off, but this is something that's really, really fun for us is board games. So oh. we've got an unfinished game of Monopoly happening <laughs> right now on our table. I mean, who would think an unfinished game of Monopoly? I mean, that doesn't happen, right? I mean, it's just right. not, it's not only the, the longest game ever invented. So, um, <laughs> so it's a Legend of Zelda Monopoly <clears throat> game that, um, I don't know, it's just pulling the kids away, even though they're getting older, away from the phones and doing some kind of board games. We've got lots of different board games that we love to to play. So that would be answering your questions. Okay, those are fantastic. All right, and this is the final question. What are you most grateful for? Ooh, every morning. And if you can't limit it to one, you know, give me like top three. Okay, so the thing I'm most grateful for, for me personally, is that that God saw 
that I had value and mm. that he had a plan and a purpose for me. I think there's so many people who they don't know what that is and they're, they're living life without one and they don't think that they ever can find one. And yeah. I think that is something that I'm most grateful for. Number one, number two, I would say the ability to, to do my work that also makes impact because I think, especially back in my uh, executive recruiting days, I would just interview candidate after candidate after candidate. And it was always the same thing. Like, I feel like a cog in a wheel. I feel like one little fish in the big old sea. I don't feel like my work is making impact. I do all my work. I pass it along to somebody. I don't see the work I'm making. And so I think, you know, to be able to both provide for your family and know you're making an impact on others. I'm incredibly grateful for that. And then the third thing I'm grateful for is my family. Yeah. Uh, you know, none of them are perfect. Neither am I. Uh, but at the same time, we have a love and a value for one another. And I think not everybody has that. And it's easy to take for granted. So those are the three things that come to mind for me. Oh man, those are fantastic. So John, again, Jonathan, thank you very much for taking the time to share a little bit more about you, about your story, about this fantastic book that you've written and, and how you approach both life and business. It's been extremely insightful to me and beneficial to me. And I feel the listeners will get more than even that out of it. So again, thank you so much for your time. Today. Yeah, thanks for having me. That. Listeners, thank you very much for tuning in today. We are very much looking forward to you hearing this episode. And again, if you want that free book, be the first one that takes a picture of it. Tag Jonathan, tag me, and we'll get that book to you as soon as possible. So thanks again, folks, for tuning in, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to Relationships and Revenue. I'd love to get your thoughts on the show. Two ways you can do that are to give us a rate and review and or connect with me on social media. You can find me at John Hewlin. Thanks again for listening. And remember, passion gets you started. Purpose keeps you going. Have a great day and we'll see you next time. Bye.